Hello and welcome to episode 212 of the Films and Swearing Movie Podcast, the second instalment of January. I am your host Stuart Sullen and joining me today is Phil G from easternfilmfans.com. Hello! Oh, thanks thanks for having me, Stuart. I've got to say, I've been uh, badgering you for a while and uh, <laughs> you've been badgering me. We must, You must come on the show. I must go on the show. No, you must. Yes, I must. And uh, here we are. We're doing it. It's great. Exactly. Yeah. And what a finer month to... Well, there is no finer month to choose than January. You can't think of a better month, can you, than January. People come up to me January and went, what is January? I was like, it's January, man. It's Jackie January. Oh, okay. Penny drops. For those that don't know, January. Come on, mm-hmm. folks. I know. The best month of the year. Exactly. Like, how... Uh, January, typically a miserable month. Like, yes. It's post-Christmas... Mm. everyone's kind of got that wee extra bit of winter weight on them. Ugh. The credit card bill's coming in. Realise, oh, you did splash out at Christmas, didn't you? And <laughs> then you've got... Now the vegans are trying to take January and, and yeah. encouraging people to have meat-free month. Is it no. Really? What we really need yeah. to do is just watch a fuckload of Jackie Chan films. Well, I'm telling you. And, and besides, January goes quite well. It rolls off the tongue. Exactly. Uh, Veganuary sounds like some anal kind of some I don't know what it sounds like, but it doesn't sound good. Yes, aye, no, it's not as appealing as January, I must say. No, so, and today we are lucky enough to be talking about Jackie Chan's Project A from nineteen eighty-three. Yes, we ran a poll. I think it was on. Podcast on Fire Network Facebook group. I put up the option yes. of I think it was the the main movies starring obviously like the Three Dragons, Samuel Hung, Jackie Chan, and Yin Bu. So I think it was a poll for both Dragons Forever, Wheels on Meals, and Project A. It was, mm-hmm. and I think um, I did try and ask. I'm sure I asked if I could vote for all three, and I wasn't allowed. Um, <laughs> but um, I think I actually voted for Wells and Mills as well. But you know, I know. Uh, but the way. thing is, Go these on. films are surprising. Well, not surprisingly easy to talk about. They're always just really easy yeah. to talk about. There's no surprise. Oh. So, although I would say no, they are easy to talk about. You're absolutely right. Surprise-wise, though, for Project A, I think from the other films that he's done, it is as a surprise entry. Should mm. we say? But maybe we'll get onto that later. Yes. Mm. So, uh, prior to jumping into Project A, on mm. Films and Swearing 211, the first instalment of January, me and my co host, uh, Andrew, we watched. No, there's a few titles here. It is, uh, we watched Young Tiger, aka yes. Rumble in Hong Kong, mm-hmm. aka Heroin, <laughs> aka Police Woman. Phil, have you had a chance to see this film? Uh, way back when, because uh, being a fan, I've seen everything, but yes. I have to say um, it's not one that I recall, and it would have been way back when that I got, uh, and I think it was called Young Tiger at the time or whatever, and I picked up on VHS and I would have watched it and gone, oh, what the hell, and then <laughs> quickly blanked it from my mind as yes. if it never existed. Aye. So I couldn't even tell you... 
anything about it. I just know, yeah, I remember seeing it because I ran down the video shop to get it because anything with Jackie Chan. And then it's one of those going, ah, it's not exactly how it was portrayed or the poster was. You know, it was one of those yes, that they released exactly. stuff on VHS right. and fooled you into thinking it was them, but actually it wasn't. Oh, but, yeah. You know, that that was it was the days. Yes, kids, it was the days without Internet. So, you know, you had to go out and find things rather than go online and try and, you know, decipher. So you just went out, you got it and you watched it. And their proof was in the pudding, so to speak. Exactly. And, and I don't think that pudding was was very good. <laughs> uh, you, you have to take your lumps, so to say. <laughs> you do. Mm-hmm. You do. Aye. Well, I thought I'd just give it, see if you actually remembered because obviously this is a film that famously the mole on Jackie's face gets more screen time than him. <laughs> I do recall the mole. I yes. have to say that's a good. Point. It is. It is uh, the, the but, infamous uh, mole movie. That, I, exactly. Uh, that was the most. That was the 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 redeeming quality of the film, which is just <laughs> completely wrong. And that's it. For some strange reason, it is uh, streaming on Netflix. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. You're right. It is. Because ah, oh, yes. I tell you what, they have some weird films they put on Netflix sometimes. Don't yes. get me wrong, they get some great stuff, but what? Why would you put that on? It's, it's just bizarre. Exactly. I I, I, anyway, to myself, I cannot figure it out. But we are not talking about Jackie Chan and his furry yeah. mole. We're talking about Jackie Chan and his friends. Um, yes. Project A, written and directed by Jackie Chan. The film stars, obviously, Jackie Chan as Sergeant Dragon Ma, Samuel Hung. As uh, Chuck Yat Fei, Yim Bu is Inspector Hong, Wong Man Ying is Winnie Chick, Dick Wei as Pirate Chief Lu San Po, Tai Bo as Tai Bo, Mars as Big Mouth, I think they also call them Jaws at one point, uh, Quan Hoi San as Captain Chick, Lao Hok Soon as uh, Lieutenant Shi, and uh, Wok Wai as Wait, actually, now we're getting to the more obscure names. I'll just leave it there. Yes. So, and not that I wanted to catch you off guard, but Phil, off the top of your head, could you give us the like the plot in a nutshell to Project A? So, uh, the nutshell of the plot is Dragon Mar is a part of the Coast Guards, and they also have a police force. And they are trying to combat the pirates that are are landing and taking over vessels across the sea. Um, Unfortunately, the Coast Guards that Jackie Chan um, is in don't do particularly well at catching the pirates. And unfortunately for him, his Coast Guards are disbanded and they have to um, join the police, um, which is is not good for Dragon Ma, Jackie Chan. Um, But it is... uh, or ends up being um, a better proposition going forward. But the the idea is they need to catch the pirates uh, yeah. uh, and the villains of the piece, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Dragon Ma and, he, and his team, like I say, join the uh, police to try and track down these pirates. It's it's as simple as that. And yes. I say as simple as that, but it's, <laughs> it's an intriguing it's an intriguing plot, I guess. Ah, um, it'd be appropriate to say chaos ensues. Ah, yes. Indeed, Uh, and and doesn't Jackie do that so well in his films? Mm -hmm. You know, right from the very beginning when he's introduced, you know, uh, uh, on a bike, and he just throws his the way he he ruins that bike. The way he ruins the bike, the world comes flying up. It doesn't matter. That's the way he introduces himself. Yeah, just a couple of like you know, 
quick flick flicks up and you know he's jumping around to get there on time and stuff and it's just it's just Jackie Chan being Jackie Chan but it's 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 kind of new because if you look at the previous films he was doing there wasn't anything um like that okay I think Winners and Sinners was before that but Mm-hmm. Apart from that, obviously, it's like Dragon Lord, Young Master, Dragon Fist, Phyllis, I mean, uh, all of a sudden, there's kind of this modern take, this project. Yes. A. This yes. is different. This is, this is new. Mm-hmm. This is the start of something. I always say Project A is the start of something for Jackie. Mm-hmm. I know I completely agree with you because that's it. We've seen him do his traditional Kung Fu. And whilst mm. was Winners and Sinners uh, a Samuel Hung film? Yes, it was. Yes. Yeah. And that was again like a comedy, but with like a big ensemble cast. Yeah. But when you had him really like Jackie Chan break out on his own with what I can only describe as like a legit action adventure movie, like the adventure mm. element of this is huge. This is almost like a like a Chinese um, Indiana Jones, sure, his Armor God films and Operation Condor very similar, but. Yeah. This is the first yeah. proper stab this at him doing start. something huge. Yeah, this is the start. So Winners and Sinners, you're right, Sam Hong's film and stuff. And then prior to that, you've got, you know, the traditional films and stuff. Don't get me wrong, you know, Drunken Masters there. I mean, it's brilliant. Exactly. He tried to break into Hollywood. He did the Battle Creek um, uh, brawl. Oh, yeah. come out, grab that. That's going to be epic, by the way. So epic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, obviously, the Cannibal run didn't work. He come back. Obviously... He's come up and he must have said, I can do this. I've got this idea. I've got this film that I can put together. You know, it's got all these elements and we'll mm. cover them. And this was the start of something. So this was before Wheels and Mills, Dragons for all that good stuff. This was the platform that he built everything on. And you can see things in this film that you see in other films that he then took and then made better. Yes. Not even Project A2 for, for a start off, but other films. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this, this was the springboard. Hi, that's that's a brilliant way to put it. Definitely a springboard. So, Molten, in question to you, Phil. In brief, yeah. what's what's your opinion of the film? I know this is pretty daft because I'm pretty <laughs> sure our audience are certain yeah, I, they I, know I, that we are fucking daft on yeah, Hong Kong cinema. Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah. I, I'm a massive fan. I um I picked the film up um as a kid from the the video shop, you know, VHS video and stuff. So mm. um, that that's where I first first saw it. Um, and, and I loved it. And it was one of the very first Jackie Chan films that, that I saw as well. And then it, all of a sudden it, it was like, you know, the traditional Kung Fu movies. And then you've got this and there was a there was an influx all of a sudden because obviously we were, we were a few years later getting kind of these films anyway. So they started to come in the video shop at the same time. So they kind of released them um, all at once. So I kind of got to see the Jackie Chan um Evolve with Project A and Wills and Mills and all that kind of came out hmm. similar, but you know I, I I love the film. I love I love everything about it, and it's funny because I've not watched this film for many a year. Mm-hmm. Um, revisiting it again for this for January w- was amazing because I've still got the love for the film. Do you uh, know what I mean? It's yeah. still there. So yeah, I, yeah, I'm a big fan. I'm a mm. big fan. Um, for myself, it is a fucking. Project A ticks all the boxes. You yeah. get this great set of characters. Sam Hung, Yin Bu get characters equally as good as uh, Jackie's Dragon Ma. They they've all mm. they're all very different people, yeah. and exactly. together they work brilliant. Like the fact that you don't get to see your villain for at least the first hour 
just shows you how much focus is on like this trio and yeah. the fucking the, the the mad little capers they get into. It, but, you're right, and it's all these stunt teams are front and center, like you know, Mars is them. Mm-hmm. They're all there as well, you know, in the thick of it. Um, and obviously, he surrounded himself with those people going forward. He put he's kind of put that team together. I know they followed him and stuff, but they're, they're mm. front and centre as well. And I really loved it about that film and stuff. I mean, Mars mm. like plays a brilliant. I mean, yes, everyone's got a soft spot for him. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, definitely. Yeah. You know. uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's just the trio. I mean, you, you know, you're Jackie Chan, you're Yin Bu, you're Sam Hong, and, and we've always said it and stuff. I mean, just put them together again. Let's let's do it. Can, <laughs> can they not do one more film together? It's not too yeah, late. We love the film. Yeah, yeah, love it. It might be in mainland China, but it'll do. Yeah, yeah, it'll do. We don't care. <laughs> yeah. So, where was I last night when watching it? Uh, as I as I said, it's been fucking ages since I've seen it. Mm-hmm. Uh, originally, so when I was watching it again last night, the whole training sequence in the first half, like once the coast guards have been amalgamated with the police force. Yeah. I reckon why I've never made this comparison before, but it's almost as if we were watching uh, like a Chinese police academy. It is. Like, yeah. the the Coast Guards are all up to mischief, like, when they were practicing with the hand grenades, and they were yeah. purposely swapping it for live ammunition, and just when they were all constantly trying to outsmart each other, even when Yin Bu was uh, telling off Mars and Tai Po and telling, right, a thousand this and a thousand that, and no, it was Mars that gets the death sentence just to scare <laughs> yeah. the crap out of the Coast Guards. Well, here's the interesting thing, and I'm gonna I'm gonna save some of this later on for mm. the big reveal at the end because there's something really interesting going on here, and I know we're gonna talk about kind of what what did we watch. So mm-hmm. I watched the 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 new release from um from the Eureka Photo. I, I watched the new release on Blu-ray ah, because yes. I wanted to see it. I've got the Hong Kong Legends one. Yes, exactly. See, it. I've got it. Obviously, mm-hmm. obviously, but of course you do. Um. But so I started to watch it with subtitles, and then as I was watching it, I, because I remember it so vividly from the VHS and, and the dubbing, mm-hmm. uh, I had to just after the training sequence, I had to switch it off. Well, switch it off and put the original classic uh, mono sound dubbed on. Yeah, and the reason is because I because I remember it so vividly, and what was through that dubbed voice. It's actually different, and you get, uh, in some ways, sometimes it, it's funnier. Mm-hmm. So when um, they're doing that sequence we talked about, and Yumbu's telling him off, and then, it, you know, he's going to shoot Mars for just, you know, for doing something. But when they say, oh, you know, look at that chick over there. She's got a crazy figure. Yeah. And then it kind of finishes in the the uh, the subtitled version. But in the dub version, they kind of carry on. Because oh. he, kind of, he kind of goes... Oh, I'd say that she's a thirty, and they goes that to figure, and then yeah. they do that. They they loop that over and over. Mm-hmm. So like some of the words have been cut out and just left. So they have like the two lines of anything. Oh, that's strange, and it happens a couple of times. So oh. I actually went, you know what? I'm going to watch the dub version again, and I watched the dub version again. It was like I was watching the film for the very first time because <laughs> that's how I saw it with the dub version. Yes. Now I don't watch dub versions anymore. It has to be. You know, it has to be the Cantonese. It has to be the original language, subtitled, and everything else. But for some hmm. reason, with this movie, I had to go back to the original dubbing. Crazy. Well, 
I, That's I, how I, I was the same. I watched it last night and chose to put on the original dub. And I Did think you? it is. It's just a nostalgia. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. And yet, any other film, I couldn't do it. I hate it. But for some reason with this film, I had to. I think there just there were some really significant scenes that like, stuck with me mm-hmm. throughout my entire life since I watched <laughs> the film. That uh, I remember. I mean, there's one further down when uh, we'll get to it later, but when they're trying to do the password. Um, oh, and yes. Pirates, and he goes, the stars are out tonight. I quote that all the time. The stars <laughs> are out tonight. And that isn't in the uh, well. It is, but it's completely different yeah, because well, in the um, in the uh, subtitle versions, yes, it, it's something like the bright moon illuminates the king. <laughs> like really, but in the dub version, he says, "Stars are out tonight." Sounds better to me. Just use that. Aye. So, <laughs> but obviously, it's completely different when you subtitle it. So, yes, it, it was just things like and. and and it's strange, but you know those are the things that are stuck with me in the dubbing. Mm-hmm. And, and as you say, you you turn up and you wanted to hear that as well. In it, I think it's part of what we grew up with and, and what yeah. it is. But you know, fair play to Eureka putting out this release and stuff, uh, and Project O Two's on there as well because it's Aye. a fine release. You know, it looks really good. There's some really good stuff on there as well. But mm-hmm. you know, I had to put that as as you say that that old dub on because it just made the film for me. My earliest memory of the movie mm. comes like this really, I think it must have been around 2003, 2004, where actually, I think when I first got access to the internet and when I read Jackie Chan's, uh, his biography, the one where I think it is I Am Jackie Chan, it's like a red cover yeah, book, hemmed in yeah, the, yeah. the thumbs up. I yeah. think I remember reading that book and think like just re- memorizing all the movies he spoke of and mm. then searching online and it'd be websites that you download little videos and it would be like a fight scene but it would, the pixel it would be like the size of like a thumbnail that you would see or <laughs> yes. and you're just watching like some some sort of barroom brawl between a white dot and a green dot <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't until early 2000s when the Hong Kong legend DVDs started showing up uh, a friend mm. of mine had bought that. I had gotten Once Upon a Time in China 3 for my Christmas, and he had gotten Project A, so we were, like, trading DVDs. Nice. And I always remember Project A came with this this lovely little slipcase, and the artwork that Hong Kong Legends did at the time, where oh, yeah. it's, it's Jackie Chan, it's got Project A along the bottom, it's like a sunset in the background. The Hong Kong Legend DVD artwork was brilliant. Like back yeah. in the day, they really nailed, like they created it like a platinum edition, and it felt like you had actually bought the platinum edition. It came yeah. with this nice slip case. You've got your two discs, even the the DVD menu. Mm. Like as it starts, it's it's got its own unique score playing, and then it's like the the dock of the boat and everything. It's like you could see the time and effort got really put into like projects like that. You can see the love across the collection in the Hong Kong Legends collection. You're right, and especially Project A. Like, say, you know, I got it. It's there. Um, <laughs> I, I the, with the slipcase on. You know, it's, it takes pride and joy. It's always on my shelf on on showing stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was the same as you, like tracking down. Um, I was, uh, you know, as you as you were 
before the DVDs come out, I used to chop all the fight scenes and on all the great scenes onto onto uh, VHS, onto tape, and edit mm. them all. So oh. when my mates used to come around and stuff, you know, after the pub and stuff, I'd put it on. Mm-hmm. And it'd be like a three-hour video of all fight scenes and, you know, Jackie Chan's clips were on there and Project A was on there. And they'd all be like, wow. Because I'd never seen anything like it. You know, yeah, this wasn't exactly. like stuff that, like, was how it wasn't really household name. It wasn't really, you know, Aye. they didn't. You know, they just looked at him like, wow, who is this guy? You know, he's kind of promoting his stuff way back then. And they were just like, wow, you know, i got some of my mates into it just on the back of, you know, watching Project A and the stunts that were in it. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it's just... Uh, I mean, the earliest people would get wind of this, like, wind of, like, Jackie Chan would have to be, I would say, at earliest rumble in the Bronx or yeah. a rush hour because at rush hour, that was yeah. it. Fucking, he was shot to the moon. He was huge at that point. So That's everyone would be digging into the back catalogue, but yeah, aye. Mm-hmm. And I do remember one memory when I had traded DVDs with my friend. I was that excited to get home and watch it. I remember clearly jumping the fence in my front <laughs> garden to get in, only to land awkwardly and twist my ankle. <laughs> it's like I'd gotten so close that this... Uh, and they can wire and I I just felt like Jackie Chan for a second dive and when I fucked the landing and I'm like oh no <laughs> I fell into the hoose thought I broke my foot and I was like I was yes. like I was still in high school at that point so I was off school for like days and it was I just remember in the living room sitting with my foot up watching Project A I uh, I think we've all had Jackie Chan moments when we we thought yeah we could do that he does that it makes it look easy and stuff I I we even I mean I even wrote you know scripts as a kid and stuff and we <laughs> even had uh, me Neil and a couple of the guys from the uh, karate class we used to do we had this screen I think I think I called the film Wage of Honor or something or, <laughs> or whatever it was and stuff we were going to do this uh, stunt where I was going to do a flying kick off one building top to another building top <laughs> no safety net. You know, there's like, but the drop would have killed me. I don't think yes. I did it in the end because I Aye. saw like, but I thought, you know, these are the things that Jackie Chan inspired us to do. Exactly. And even like from your point of view, just jumping over stuff and spraining ankles. We've all done it because we think it looks easy when he does it. It exactly. must be easy. Yeah, that just looks easy. You know, jump over a gate, jump over this, jump through a small hole. Yeah, it's easy. We can all do that. And then you try it and then you just smash yourself up and you're like, fucking hell, fair play. <laughs> yeah, it takes a little bit more skill than I thought. Yes. Time. Yeah. Right. <laughs> now, uh, let's let's have a focus on the story. Is it yes. when watching it again? Was there any parts of the film that still continue to surprise you? You know what? Every time I watch, I think the initial um, the initial fight scene when they when they go to the den and, and Jackie Chan pulls out um, one of the guys they've been tracking down, and that whole fight sequence it still thrills yes. me now. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I, and and I don't know why, because there's nothing magnificent in the in the. It's just, it's just what it is. You know, the the guy, the stunt guy that comes off the top. I mean, that's a hell of a hell of a throw to do a twist and, and land. And there yep. is no, you know, I, I can see where they put the board in down to soften it, but that's a hell of a fucking stunt. Aye. You know, down the stairs when he's kicked and he and he flips over. You know, that's a hell of a stunt. All that's put together, and I think. That's just the first kind of start, that that choreography and the dance-like choreography to it. Do mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Aye. But, and pretty brutal as well. It is a fairly brutal fight scene. Oh, he's definitely. Going through stuff and they're swinging things around and stuff. You know, and he's and Jackie Chan all of a sudden turns into this 
like mean person because you don't really see him. He's, there's a lot of slapstick in the film anyway. Mm-hmm. But he's mean. He wants to get his man and stuff, and there's a determination, and that yes. really focuses. And I, that's what thrills me because every time I go back to it, and I haven't seen it for a while, it still gives me that same thrill, right. that, that same passion of uh, watching him. And this is why I watch Jackie Chan. So, mm-hmm. yeah. and, it's, and it's got the, all those elements to it because Jackie's character is wanting to prove himself because yeah. there's this this tension between him and Yin Bu's character and the yeah. fact that yeah. like the police chief and everyone's sort of against him. So he knows he's got to prove himself here. So there's like this emotional side to it as well, especially when the police bust in and they're chewing Jackie out and he just flips, goes, finds the man, kicks the fucking powder off of him, yeah, knocks yeah. the boy out, drags him, says, there's your man, I've done the job, here, take my badge, and just walks out. But it's, it's a mixture of, like, the storytelling, the, the action, the score. The score is so good to this film. Like, the it, it's got all the great moments where it's like violin or string instruments to really build up the tense scenes, like the, the clock tower fall, where it's just the violins building up to a crescendo where you could feel goosebumps. Like, just build up thinking, oh, something horrible is going to happen here. But the fight in that clubhouse, even just the fact that they get treated like dogs when they go in, the like the manager yeah. starts talking about the glasses in this club are more like cost more than what you earn in a month. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. There's a little nod there. There's a little like you know, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, that that hurts and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, coming back to the the, the music, and, and maybe we skipped over a little bit, and, it, and it's worth recognizing that the initial fight scene, and it's more slapstick in the bar, the bar oh, fight with I the ambience. I fucking stuff. love that. But when you're talking about the music, mm-hmm. I mean that is so clever. Mm-hmm. That is so clever. Um, the way they just start it with the kind of the, the record player playing, yes. and obviously the bloke hits and the music goes off, and they just stand and they're looking at each other, and the music starts. It's clever. Mm-hmm. It's clever choreography for a start off. Yes. Yeah, it's more slapstick, but it's very good, as you say. Mm-hmm. The music heightens the heightens the film, and in this case, they do a tremendous job. That yeah. Michael Michael Lay that the, the the music was was tremendous. Mm-hmm. It's, it really adds that extra layer to it. I, I was like, I was like that, that bar fight. Sure, they all had to go at each other, and to the point where they all realised maybe they'd just seen red because Jackie Chan yeah. stand there with two broken bottles yeah. and Yim Butte and everything. When they get ready to fight, oh, they just realise, yeah. what the fuck are we doing? Okay, let's calm down. And then when the record player kicks in and it's just like this, it's oh fucking fight yeah. music, let's go. Yeah. And it's just like we're, you're watching like a battle royal. There's a royal rumble going on in front of you between the, the police force and the coast guards. And, the coast guards. and yeah, there's yeah. just, there's layers in it as well because Tai Po's got a, a vendetta against this boy that shoved spaghetti in his face. <laughs> <laughs> and he's determined to get vengeance. Like, with... With his plights of Copious amounts of... Goes, yeah. Exactly. And it just, it gets... The plates of spaghetti gets bigger and bigger and bigger. So it, <laughs> he's shouting out his badge number and the guy's like, I am here, what do you want? And he's already knocked the train to Taibo's <laughs> yeah. face. He's underneath him. Exactly. I'm here. And he gets up and he just bashes the spaghetti in his face. It's brilliant. It's slapstick brilliance, though, isn't it? Mm -hmm. I mean, it just, it's it's hilarious as well. It's it's even the moments where there's also this this pride. They're both trying to look like hard men between Jackie and Yim Bu, where they're they're 
yeah. battering each other, smashing chairs, and they just give that cold look, going, "Ah, come on then," and hide behind the <laughs> pillar, and they start squirming like children. In the back. <laughs> it's the same with like when they drops the the counter of the bar onto like their arms, and they both stop yeah. to take a moment, going, "Oh, yeah, bastard, that hurt." <laughs> like breathe it out. Yeah. <laughs> Shake off. Does you're not hurt. You know, don't don't let him see you're hurt. And just continue fighting. But you mentioned the choreography that that shot where Jackie's fighting on the bar and he manages to jump up into the the wooden chair that's been flung across the bar top. Oh yeah. I... You see the good and the bad side of it because you see him successfully do that stunt and it's mm. impressive. And then when you get the outtakes at the end, you see him landed on the leg and you're like, oh god no. I know. Every time I see it, I go out. I mean, oh, that's Aye, a, that's a that score up his week. back. Yeah, yeah. Every day of the week, and, and that's what I mean. And those are the kind of stunts that you know we would have tried out. You know, throw the chair, try and sit on and stuff because they, they look easy. And mm. then when you see the outtakes, they're not quite as easy as that. He just makes it look. Miles Dragons for it. He kind of hit his peak and stuff. This is just prior to his peak as well. But he, you know, he's almost there at his peak of his agility and and everything else and stuff. But you know, this is all the stuff that he's put together with his team, and this is the start of, like I said, the the journey for Jackie Chan and what he's going to make going forward and stuff. But just these little stunts here are so clever, mm-hmm. uh, and they work so well in the film as well. And this one makes it such a such a great piece. And that bar fight, in you know, the slapstick way that it's done and put together, is a clever bit of filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why it's different. It's where we go back to the in the club where they're fighting, which is more raw and emotional and exactly. like more powerful. And there's a little bit, there's a little bit of difference there. There's a more, you know, there's more anger. Ah, know, the no, no longer playing with kids' gloves, it, man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you mm-hmm. know, there's different sides to it, which I which I like about it as well. When I was watching it last night, a scene that I really had forgotten about was the 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 constant. A double crossing or betrayal between Jackie Chan and uh, and Samo's characters, mm. like when they were going to the, the gun deal, and they dressed up as a, and like the opera masks on, yeah, and and with a dubbing, <laughs> Samo Hung almost sounds like Charlie Chaplin being really theatrical <laughs> with his operatic voice, and yeah, yeah, like the whole thing where it's like right, we we get the guns, we stash the guns. We leave the red flag, and Jackie's like, "Right, you better be honest with these guns. You better do it, like use them for good." And he's like, uh, "Yes, I, I'm going to sell them back to the police." And of course, the very next scene, he's trying to yeah. sell them to the gangsters, and <laughs> and Jackie just happens to be getting like like overhears this, and it's just this constant. Well, if you're gonna fuck me over, I'm gonna fuck you over. I'm gonna fuck you over. And it's just a sea of red flags and <laughs> he puts red flags on them all and stuff. When he comes back, which one is it? Somehow he's like scratching his head, going, "I don't know." Which one? They've all got red flags on. He's clever. Aye. He's clever. It does, and it it keeps the story going. Like whilst like the primary focus on the pirates kind of drifts away mm. because Jackie's left the police force at this point, and he's. He's kind of getting back into contact with with like Samo, and Samo's just still trying to make a quick buck. Whether it, it's like his gambling introduction is priceless. <laughs> it's the the whole game where he's trying to hold on to his tiles. Yeah, and he's know, so <laughs> desperate to still win this game, and he's picking up tiles off the floor to add it, and <laughs> only them. only to have some boy. I do think it was Wu Ma, but Wu Ma was definitely there. Yeah, pat him on was- the shoulder. And he just drops all the tiles. 
It was. It's clever. Aye. It just actually makes you... that. This is what's so good about the film. Though. There is so many moments in it. There isn't like a lawyer thing. Oh, you know that is. It so zips by, like you know, hour and forty-five or whatever it is and stuff. And and there's so much, so many elements to it. And it's quite you know integrated story. Like say you've got the Jackie Chan and Samo, and like they they keep crossing each other and stuff, and they're trying to get together. And then you got the other side, the Yimbium and stuff, and the Coast Guards, and they got the pirates. You know, it's quite interweaved to a certain extent and stuff. So you, you get a lot of bang for your book from a, a storyline, mm-hmm. and they keep it zipping along quite nicely. So, yeah, uh, yeah it's quite yeah, it's quite good. Yeah. And the the second half of that scene where you've got Samo on the on the run from the police, and mm. Jackie, who's being chased, well, he kind of gets caught up in it all as well. But he's got now. That's one thing I do notice about this film is like the female counterparts whatever story kind of starts with them, never get, like, kind of gets any traction. No. He drags her down a hill, and she gets caught up in his mad capers, but it's almost as she gets left after that. Yeah, it was good. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's almost like they use them as props, because, like, you know, like... Figuratively and literally. And then it's all about Jackie and stuff, and obviously getting out, and he, he runs around, he runs down hills and everything else, and then she's still standing there where... You know, he's just jumped three fences down a hill and everything else, and she's uh, still standing there going, "No, I'm still here. I haven't moved." It's this like Jackie's a, whining. Exactly. <laughs> get away from, from Jackie's whining. Mm-hmm. But you know, they, she's just there to just you know present Jackie's skillfulness and his acrobatics and stuff. Exactly. Imagine, imagine actually her being there at the top of the hill going, "Ta-da!" <laughs> Jackie does all the stunts in front of her. Apart from her, obviously, chucking her down the mountainside and stuff. But, yeah. You know, that's, that's, yeah. You're in a Jackie Chan film. Get over it. You'll be fine. It, it's a yeah. brilliant moment where they're both uh, hiding <laughs> in, a, in a house and Samo's, like, hiding in the next room. And the police is like, right, where is he? And he just, like, they've already had this disagreement. that like, I'm not going to help you anymore. And he's like, fine, don't expect a thanks from me. And he just points like, where is he? He's in there. And he walks through and he's like, thank you and goodbye. And he, he bolts. Like I say, it's just, it's little scenes like that as well that just um, mm-hmm. fill you with joy. I... Because it's great to see um, Jackie and Sam on screen together, you know, and you and Bill as well. They just work so well, so everything just feels so natural, and everything works. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there isn't any. Um, there isn't any, uh, when you see them together. You know, things magical happen. It yeah. happens throughout the career yes. when they get together and stuff. But Project A was the start of that, and you you can see how it develops from there. But yeah, no, it's mm-hmm. uh, and well, uh, that was it. We were going to kind of go on and talk about the ex- excellent chemistry between them all, but it, mm-hmm. you could see it throughout this whole film. Yeah. Um, I I don't think do you, I mean do you have a particular uh, favorite of the three in this film? I feel this is one of these probably shouldn't have been a question because I feel all three of them get such a great equal treatment. The with you and Bu's character being like the, uh, like the was it the chief of police or he was a lieutenant? He was mm. a ranking officer anyway, so he gets some comedic chops, but he's also quite serious. And yeah, then you've got exactly. obviously Samuel's like a small town, a uh, small time crook, and Jackie's mm. just this this coast guard who's just determined to fucking bring to 
bring the I was going to say bring the pirates to bay, <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> try not to make it sound as punny. But I I do think I could choose between them. Like by no. default, you just want to say Jackie because it's his film, no, but because no, no. he's there. But they get equal time and they play such different characters and they contrast without any one of those characters there. I think they make each other's characters. Mm-hmm. You know, every time they come together in in the various scenes. You can't split between them because they're great as they are, so to speak. I mean that that quick fight sequence, you know, in the um, in the tea room with Jackie and Samo, and they just put together a few flicks and kicks and punches. Yes. It's, it's like bam, 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 bam. Wow, I mean that's great. It's just like, and it's like they've been doing it together for years because mm-hmm. they, or you know, um, and then Yumbio faces off with the. Uh, Jackie at the training academy and they've, they've got that, that thing between them and stuff. It works because they're both on the screen. You can't really separate and say one from, from the other because they all get adequate screen time and they yeah. all play different characters. And they're so it's so well-rounded because you need all three of them there to make it. And if you drop one of those characters, you don't get the same movie. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. I'm going to... Um, I'm gonna, as Ken says, you know, you're sitting on the fence again. I'm gonna sit on the fence. I don't think I can <laughs> split them on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just, they're all good in their own, on different ways, rightly so. Now, when it comes to favorite action sequences, again, that's like, where do you begin? Because we've we've talked about some of the big ones, but I think really it's some of the stunts in this film is also wow. what makes this film famous, like yes. the. The sort of Buster uh, Harold Lloyd's safety last yeah. clock tower yeah. fall, like yeah. for for Jackie's uh, sort of homage to that. It's but, it's tremendous. Yes, uh, and, I mean, and it needs to be and it needs to be said because you know people say, well, we've seen it and stuff, and the people maybe there might be somebody that's tuning in that has not seen it. So there's a there's a great uh, Harold Lloyd. I used to watch it on BBC Two as a kid. He used to come in and put it on. Great old Harold Lloyd. Mm-hmm. And he used to do these marvelous stunts, and and Jackie Chan um, took a bit took a bit of that. He, he loved those kind of Buster Keaton and Harold yes. Lloyd and all that slaps uh, comedy, and you can see that in Project A Two and stuff with the house thing. But mm-hmm. um, this one, the Clock Tower, was from a very famous nineteen twenty eight film, Safety Last, um, Harold Lloyd film, um, off the Clock Tower, and it is magnificent in what he does. And when you watch the outtakes and see how great it is again. Mm-hmm. Um, the number of times that he's done, but it is a great stunt and it needs to be recognized for it. What ingenious, what a great way to end, you know, uh, uh, there was a fight scene up there and stuff, and then he's hanging off this clock tower, mm-hmm. the face of this clock tower, and he's not going to hang on much longer. And then he comes off it and he goes through these, um, what do we call them, kind of canopies that oh, go across. Yeah. Um, uh, and then smashes through these, uh, and it's a hell of a stunt to do. I mean, a hell of a stunt. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I, I, I'm sitting there now going, what other stunts can you think about that have been done over the year that match that? Now, I know Tom Cruise, who puts himself out in there, and there's some great stunts and stuff, but I'm mm-hmm. telling you, right up there on the top of the list, you know, for any stuntman looking at things and looking at ideas and stuff, wow, what a great idea. You know, it really is. It, it is stand out. It has to be. It's a classic. It needs to be treated as such. It, it's, yeah, epic. Mm. Going off topic for a, a second, I'm positive I did see some sort of director had been assigned to do two further Mission Impossible films. 
So mm-hmm. I would not be surprised if we see Tom Cruise hanging from Big Ben eventually. You know what? He needs to do it. I'm gonna. Um, I almost met him once in in India. He was coming across. Now I don't know if it was my fault. I know we're going off track here. So I don't know if it was my <laughs> fault because I tweeted Tom Cruise is going to be in this nightclub at a certain time. And then all of a sudden he wasn't because I think thousands of people must have got to descend on it. But I almost <laughs> met him. That's my claim to fame with Tom Cruise. Mm. But you know what? So we should. So yeah. we should. <laughs> he, he should. He should do that in in respect of Jackie Chan in respect of Howard Lloyd for doing mm. it. Yeah, be good. Yeah, mm. it just need a lot more canopies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll just put a lot more canopies. Ah, just yeah. make you know they'd like to say off Big Ben because it's taller. Mm-hmm. So that'd be quite good. <laughs> but it was, and it's one of those things where obviously the Harold Lloyd stunt, he was he's literally just hanging from the face mm. of the clock. I, I don't think Jackie was trying to one-up it, but the fact is that let's actually just do the drop. Like yeah. that, that's just, in yeah, concept, just... that must have been horrifying for like his stunt team to look at and it's like, we're probably going to have to do the trial run of this. Yeah, yeah exactly. I could see them drawing straws. Fuck, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jackie, what have you done? They knew. They knew, and that's what I mean. This would propel him. These were the kind of things that he was, he was doing that then it was like, can I... Can I do it better and bigger and stuff? I'm not saying he did it better and stuff. He did some bigger stunts. And, and let's face it, if we're going to talk stunts, obviously, police story, we, we know about that yes. one. Probably probably better is it if we're going to go for stunts. But, um, by God, yeah, his stunt team must have gone, really? We're going to do that, are we? You know, we'll do the run through of that then. Thanks for that. Aye. Not hurt myself at all doing this stunt. Mm-hmm. But, by God, it's great. And he's still great now. And that's what I mean about revisiting these. And, and seeing this, and if you haven't, go back and revisit it again because you'll be surprised when you watch it because you go, oh, there, yeah, the clock tower scene is off. But yeah, sit down, watch it, you know, put a new, brand new uh, Blu ray on and have a look at it and stuff and watch it again. And I dare you not to go, I dare you not to go, you know what, that is, that is pretty fucking epic because yeah. it is pretty fucking epic. Yeah. And even actually just prior to the, the clock tower fall, I remember it obviously has this great. Uh, action sequence between Jackie and Lee Hoi San and mm-hmm. talk about cringeworthy moments there's this there's always <laughs> that moment where Jackie has fitted himself into like this this uh, metal rectangular cube part of the clockwork <laughs> and yeah, he's yeah, spinning himself clock. around but <laughs> in the return as the, 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 the metal object swings back around it catches Lee Hoi San what looks like on the corner of the head and that mm. shot always makes me cringe. Yeah, it's just like, the thought oh. of like, uh, uh, uh oh, he should be dead. He should just be lying on the ground, <laughs> foaming at the mouth with a caved skull. It's just the thought of <laughs> that battering you over the head, and then you get the little comedic moment of everyone's outside watching the time, the the clock face go absolute mental. Yeah, spinning it around. And I'm saying there's almost like a, like, it might just be in the dub, but they've got like a little, almost like this uh, sci-fi time travel sound effect in the background, sound like effect. a Twilight Zone. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. little sound in the background, just trying to, just going, ooh, spooky. <laughs> <laughs> it's bizarre. And it's just, uh, it's, it's just so clever. Mm-hmm. It's a nice lead up to it as well. Like, yes. Like, because yeah, that's at that point he's run out of options, so all he's got yeah. left is the hang from this clock face, and he's got that gun pointed at him, and it is a it is a nice trick where the gun goes off, and Jack you see Jackie tense thinking it's all over, 
just to reveal Yin Bu's managed to keep, like get this perfect fucking headshots from yeah, the ground level. Yeah, yeah. But it is, it's always like you go, oh no, he's fucked. Because where else is yeah. going? Like, does he have to drop to get away from him? But and then you just get the fright when the fucking gun goes off. You think, no, like that that initial fear for the first watch, and then just realizes Bacon's been saved by the police chief that he's fallen out with. I think. When talking about Lee Hoi San, the the villains in this film, they they, they alongside Lee Hoi San, we have Dick Way. Yes. And yes, the fact that he doesn't show up to this film until like the last forty minutes is a bold mm-hmm. move. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's the renowned villain. He's he's a villain. Well, he's a renowned villain. I think he was in Winners and Sinners, but I don't think he'd done much with Jackie Chan prior to that. So. Yeah. You know, he'd come along after that, but obviously he was in things after that. So this is what I say, this was the building blocks for Jackie going forward, because all yeah. of a sudden you'll see him in Heart of the Dragon, etc., and, and going forward in films. But um, so something was there, and you can see it works really well, because, yeah, the villain and the person stuff, make no mistake, he probably does have the best fighting scene, because yes. the, end, the end scene is a classic. And I love what Dick White actually does, because he gets to do something that he didn't do in many of his films because he's always typecast as that kind of villain and stuff. But uh. he gets to play a bit like the pirate. He gets to be the pirate. Mm. He gets to, you know, look down women's blouses and laugh. Yeah, that's a, a the, brilliant moment. That, like, kind of, he's, yeah, he, he's kind of crunched over to the left-hand side and he's, and he's and he's hobbling a little bit and stuff and kind of he's, he's in character. Yes, do you he, know what he, I mean? You don't see that because... Nine times out of ten with Dick Way, he was just like, Where's the villain? Here he comes and bang, bang, bang. But he's a, he like a bland, to... cold, silent, yeah. deadly yeah. type. This one, yeah. he's got this incredible uh, fucking like tattoo covering his body. He's got this this haircut, he's cutting about in like a commander's jacket. Like Yeah. There's like I wanna know this guy's story. I wanna see like a Dick Way. Like yeah. like I would have like sure nowadays everything's prequel and sequelized, but to get like a backstory to to Dick Way's character, I would have watched it. Yeah, I mean that would have been epic. Exactly. In fact, if it was done again today, there probably would be. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There probably would be. Because because yeah, it is. You want to know more about the character? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. You're probably not going to end up with uh, any sequels on the character due to whatever happened. But you never know. Mm-hmm. Could have been a dream sequence and he could come back. But yeah, the way there. Uh, but um, but prequel wise, yeah. Can you imagine? There have been some hell of a films they could have done with him because he was such a great character. I played it so well. Mm-hmm. And like I say, it's only the last kind of forty minutes. He's in it for, and you're like, God damn it! But wow, he kind of steals it towards the end there because he just played it so great. Love it, love mm-hmm. it. And I always love that moment, like when the fight's just about to begin, and uh, he gets. I think it's Jackie that does like the sweep kick to him. Yeah. And he yeah. catches him from behind and he just fucking drops. Like the drops the, like, the, yeah. the the impact of that kick just wipes the legs out from underneath him and it's just Literally. Like, ah, it's yeah. like fucking hell. It, it looks like a sweep the a legs on him or what? And it's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, sweep the legs, he fucking does, he just fucking hits the bam. Aye. Oh, and it's like powerful. You're like, whoa. Uh, there's that bit, there's that bit, they go, ouch. And there's another bit where Sam Hong hits him with a double kick. Oh, yes, he, he does not and run like, and oh, jump over Jackie. Fuck, 
and it, it, I tell you what, that you could see the the skin ripple when he's hit. The it's, impact. Yeah, the impact. See, there's um there's this thing which was always true. Sammo Hong was and you when you see him on screen when he fights and stuff, is he's powerful. And, you know, in film you see it, but he's portrayed and he comes across quite powerful. But it, you know, these guys were back in the day and stuff were actually getting hit. There mm-hmm. was no you know, there was there was contact. Yeah. So yeah, the guy gets hit, the guy gets a double kick hit, and he takes, you know, quite the impact. There ain't no pulling <laughs> no punches. Do you know what I mean? Yes. I mean Jackie is more technical, I suppose, for the, what he does and stuff. But Samo in his fight scenes and stuff was was always, you know, I'm mm. gonna hit you, I'm gonna hit you, and they do clever ways of doing it. But sometimes, Aye. yeah, you took the hit. And Aye. yeah, he took that full on. It's like being yeah. hit by a fucking bull. Oh yeah, proper. Yeah, mm-hmm. without a doubt. Wow, yeah, and um, that it stands out as the the uh, I love those scenes and the fight scenes, but the final fight scene has to be the best because all of a sudden the three of them come together and then exactly. it's dick way as well. So mm-hmm. you know you have to say there's a, that's a standout fight scene, definitely. Because, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Sam Power and you know that character and stuff. You know, it's it's that arc, and you know he's got something about him, and uh, you just want to see how it how it all kind of concludes, so to speak. And that's it. How it concludes is when they eventually manage to roll him up in the carpet with Samo, yeah. <laughs> take out the hand grenades, and there's like that one line in the dubbing where Sam was like, "What are we gonna do? Hit him with hammers?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because he's got this grenade that look like hammers. He doesn't know what it is. Exactly. He's like, what the hell is this? It's like one bit. And I'd see. I love. This is where I love the dubbing again. This is great and stuff. He says to Mars, because Mars is going again, and he shouts at him, what are you doing? You're trying to blow us up. Aye. He keeps throwing these grenades. And, like, exactly. He's like, quickly place. throw it back in. Yeah. <laughs> so he gets it and throws it back in. And then obviously they, they jump up in there. It's a great scene. It's great. I mean, the fair play to the stuntman. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's great. It's just like slow-mo, just jumping Yes, it's, it's done at such a perfect time. Yeah, and you, you you try and watch, you try and see like how all three of them fall because Jackie's mm-hmm. almost like a rag doll being thrown, like yeah. he just jumps and it just looks like wherever the the cut away obviously, but you just to see that he's got to take a sore landing. Oh yeah, proper, proper. But he's clever, he's mm-hmm. clever. But he's so like I say, there's no there's no slow points in the film where you think, oh god, all this. Um, it's so punchy, mm-hmm. and we're not even talked about, you know. If you go back to that slapstick and that Howard Lloyd stuff, I mean the 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 alleyway that we oh of course with the, the bikes alleyways, with the bikes yeah he's know, almost jousting yeah so you know that's in that turn of the century you can't have cars and stuff he'd probably want to do a big car chase but he can't do the car chase so you'll have to leave that for wheels and mills in there mm. so you use bikes mm-hmm. it's clever you know he runs around on the bikes and stuff they're opening doors and smacking oh it's there. fucking a brilliant it's, moment oh. Do you imagine that he's going to ride along? He knows the bloke's going to open the door. What at that pinpoint? You could and then he's take going to a door to the face. Yeah, yeah. exactly. One in the noggin. <laughs> you just wish that they're 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 well paid that day, or at least well fed. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Well, they probably got fed that day. That Aye. was it. Stuff. Look at that. I hope you got a double portion. Yeah. You might not have the teeth <laughs> to eat it with. Yeah. It's clever. It's clever. Clever stuff. Aye. I just yeah. It, it's. There's so much to enjoy about, and it's so great, you know. And I'm so glad that you'll obviously ask me about this because it was so great going back and revisiting it again, um, and just going, you know, I'm the Hong Kong Legends 
DVD out and getting the Blu-ray and just and just going through it again, actually, and just enjoying it from start to finish. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that really, you know, I can turn around and go, oh, yeah, no, that was a bit slow or that wasn't, because it's so pacey. The yeah. way everything comes together, it's so clever that, you know, it's... Um, you just you don't want it to end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. I think we've we've spoke of the the soundtrack and the score previously, so we could skip over that question I had there. So I think now it's really just for our final thoughts. Uh, maybe we could cover mm-hmm. if there's any favorite scenes that we've not touched on yet. I mean, I know one moment in this film which last night I thought was. It's nothing to do with action, it's nothing to do with the comedy or slapstick, but it's just this beautiful little moment where it's, Jackie finally like has an argument with like the commissioner and they finally agree to Project A and you see Jackie dressed up in the whole suit, the hat, he's got all the Coast Guards in their uniforms behind him and they're marching oh, towards yeah. his old boss who... who gets taken from being like the the chief of the coast guards to uh, in charge of like the 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 charity committee where like he's been fobbed off he's been given this shitty little job where he's doing fundraising like this man was the head of the coast guards mm. but to see Jackie and his troops walking along with the flag that the music and the look on the man's face is like that's a fucking beautiful moment that's really understated in this film I like it. You mm. right. There, there is some poignant moments. You forget that with all the action, uh, exactly. the bam, bam, and thank you, man. There's, there's little bits for me. There's an interesting thing, but uh, little bits. I like the, the little moments. So, say for example, when um, uh, they're, they're at the pirates there. Jackie Chan's all dressed up, um, yeah, with his monocle in, and then he yes. spots Sammo Hong, and his monocle pops out, and he looks just like. <laughs> When you get that, it's just that look like, what the fucking hell are you doing here? Exactly. You know what I mean? But it's brilliant. And it's just a little moment like that, but it's great. And it's moments like that are in there that you you revisit and go, oh, I forgot about that, but I love that 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 moment. There's nothing to ah, it. It's it just, just makes you chuckle, though. It's clever. Yeah, it's clever. It's two actors. It's bouncing off each other. It's, it's clever when he puts his monocle back and he starts back to acting. But the other thing I found really interesting with this, and I said at the beginning, is... If you watch the film again with the subtitles, right, mm-hmm. and then you watch the film again um, dubbed, there, there seems to be that there could potentially be two different films. So yeah. in the kind of the dubbed version, it, 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 it gets more comedic. You get more comedic laughs because mm-hmm. the dubbing is quite comedic at times and stuff. You know, he said, stop, you're blowing us up. It's quite, it's, it's funny and stuff. And there's other things about, you know, um, she's got a great figure and, you know, it's, it's lively. But when you watch the subversion, it's not as so, so chirpy. Yeah. In fact, you could actually say that it wasn't, apart from the slapstick moments, which there are, you yep. could say it was more of an action thriller. Because yeah. when you look at him, when he goes in and he's, you know, hard faced and he wants to catch the criminal and stuff, and they're subbing on it, and stuff is completely different. There's not so much light-heartedness about it. So you say this straight-out comedy, which we think Project A is, but actually subbed it, it's, it's not so much. Dubbed is very much a comedy and slapstick and stuff, but it, it's it's dialed down somewhat with the subs on mm-hmm. to not be as... And we know the slapstick moments, but I, I only noticed it because I was flicking between the two and I had the subs on as well, and I was listening to the, the dialogue 
and it was and it was different. But I remember it being more comical because of the dub. But if I was if I never heard the dub and just watched it with the subtitles, yeah, it wouldn't have been as comedic. It um, would have been a more straight laced. And I, I know it sounds bizarre because of the scenes in your seeing and stuff, but just the way the the subtitles are compared to the dubbing, it does make it almost a different film. Anyway. Yeah. I'll let you folks out there decide on that. But, yeah, it's an interesting one because I only noticed that today. Um, uh, but, yeah. I've strong. noticed things like that in the past where, obviously, you know, mm. sometimes the people dubbing them tend to ad-lib a little. Yeah, yeah. And the first time I really noticed the difference in that was when I think there was Channel 4 done some sort of Hong Kong season and like across two nights. And on mm. the last night, they had shown Jackie Chan and Thunderbolt and Big Boss. And Big Boss, like both of them were in Cantonese. And yeah. I remember Ona and Big Boss dubbed on VHS. Yeah. And oh, I yeah. just remember watching Thunderbolt and then leaving it on and catching maybe the first half hour of uh, the Big Boss before the videotape ran out. <laughs> yeah. um, and just reading the subtitles, like, that doesn't match what it says on the other tape. And I remember lining the two tapes up and I would watch like 10 seconds, stop, eject the video cassette, yeah. take the other cassette, <laughs> pop it in, watch the same 10 seconds, like, they're, they're making it up. And then pop it back out, put the other cassette in, what's the next line of dialogue? Okay, it's this. Pop the tape back out. Yeah, yeah. It always is like, you can't even believe it's like, the, <laughs> whatever done the job, like, ah, just be brief. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It is, and it's true. It, it's completely different. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. I hadn't really noticed it until I did it today. But it's because Project A is so strong in my memory of those scenes and stuff, and the dubbing is so strong, and it was in those days because I really, you know, I remember those bits. So um, I suppose I, I I notice it, you know, greatly with this one because it, it was one of my fondest uh, memories of you know, going down the, the shop and getting the VHS videos. And they were all yeah. dipped at the time. So it was great. And I remember them really well. That's my first introduction kind of thing. So, yeah, it just, yeah, it could be, you could almost, um, and they do it, they cut trailers on, on films and make them, you know, that was a comedy, but actually could be, a, you could do it with Project Day, the way they're dubbing and the uh, subtitle does. So, yeah, yeah it's, a, it's interesting, interesting to watch. Um, you get a different view kind of thing on it if you watch it with a subbed or dubbed. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, I was trying to look up... A, normally, we would cover some budget and box office information, uh, but I couldn't find any information on the budget of this film. But mm. Wikipedia did have some information about the box office results. Ooh, now, okay. in US dollars, it is known that the film grossed $31 million worldwide. But they point out 26 of those million dollars came from mm. the Japanese box office. Ooh. Wow. So, and to, to be honest, I should have had my Hong Kong Legend DVD in front of me here because I, they, I'm sure they state something else completely on the back, but it might just be Hong Kong dollars because obviously the difference between Hong Kong dollars and US dollars is huge. I'm just going to my show. Yes. Right. What do we have? So, Where's my glasses? So have a look at the, the the paragraphs on the back of the case and they start talking about how much millions it raked in. Maybe. Ah. 
you know what? The writing is that small. I cannot read it <laughs> because I am that old now. I need glasses. It's ridiculous. Uh, uh, maybe does it? Does it? Uh, we'll be with you shortly, folks. Do 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 do. Yes. Upon its release, grossing over Hong Kong dollars. Yeah, Aye. fourteen million in its first week alone. Hong Kong dollars. That is. Yeah, so I, I'm not sure what that obviously translates to, but I did like that fact about the, the Japanese box office of being so huge, and supposedly this was part of the reason why they were asked to do a sequel. Like, mm. like because like this it was it was like a Japanese emperor was enjoyed Project A so much, he'd encouraged the studios to make a sequel, and I guess Jackie eventually gave in. Well, you know, sometimes if the emperor asks for these things, you just got to do these things. No, it's God, not... I don't know why he didn't ask for like Wales on Mills 2 and Dragons Forever reunited or something. That oh, would have yeah. been great as well. Yeah, that would <laughs> be nice. <laughs> and he couldn't have asked Samo and you to come back for Project Zero Part 2. No. Mm-hmm. Dab you. Dab you. <laughs> but hey, that's a different review on a different day. Yes. But um, yeah. Well, yeah. But, you know, if the emperor asks, then, you know, you just have to do Aye. these things. I know Cause... I would. Heaven forbid you get on the wrong side of the emperor. Exactly. You know what happens when you get on the wrong side of the emperor? Aye. Well, you're not on his good side. He's probably not quite as good on that side. You have to stand on the other side of the emperor. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and normally we would uh, talk, I would pull up my uh, Amazon one star reviews because normally at this point of the podcast, we would plug people to uh, encourage people to go to filmsandswearing.com and click on our Amazon shopping link and do their Ooh. Amazon shopping via films and swearing. So we would get like a small commission. And normally we would cherry pick uh, some uh, one-star reviews uh, related to the film. But funnily enough, uh-huh. there is no one-star reviews for Project A. Get the hell out of here. Funnily enough, it's only, oh, it has only been uh, given 38 written reviews. Nah. But okay. zero one-stars. And uh, rightfully yeah. so. Yeah, there you go. That that says that. See, the public has spoken. See, that doesn't happen very often. That's how good a film it is. And bear in mind, they took in nineteen eighty three, but still, that's 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 epic. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of people out there. I have to say, I'm proud. Yeah, I'm proud. No fucker go out there and write one star review now, thinking you'd be funny fuckers. Uh, no, just going on. Yeah. Fuck that doesn't Phil. count. That <laughs> doesn't count. Okay, from this moment here now, right. At this moment in time, yes. there are none. So that that's all the mess. Mm-hmm. Social yeah, media. Let's see. If you yeah. want to follow Films and Swearing on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, use the username or search the username FAS Podcast. That is how you would find us and what we are doing. Phil, do you have any social media links? Uh, I have a few, yes. So you can find us. I'm quite prolific on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we're just Eastern Film Fans, short and sweet. Just type us in. You'll find us. Come and say hi. Drop us a line. Say hello. Anything on your mind, we're we're happy um, to discuss. And, um, yeah, say say hello. Yeah. So other than that, uh, next time on the Films and Swear and Movie Podcast, episode... 213 the the final chapter of january magic mike returns uh, 
yes, my, my, my cousin has returned from Madrid. So me and Magic Mike are going to sit down and do a movie double bill covering Eureka's release of Police Story 1 and 2. Ooh, epic. That will be epic. Yes. Epic, folks. And One and two. It is possible that... I'm positive uh, my cousin Mike has seen Police Story, but I don't think he's ever seen Police Story 2, so I might get <gasps> some first-time reactions. And it's not often you get those nowadays, especially for nah, the Police true. Story films. Exactly. That would that, be, be... you got to tune in into that. I'm tuning into that just to hear... Just to hear the excitement in the voice and stuff, because we know, we know, we know, don't we, folks? <laughs> There's some pretty spiffing fight scenes in Police Story 2. Yes. I don't want to, I don't want I'm going away to talk about it in the playground. All right. I'm going to the playground to talk <laughs> about it. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, no, my, sorry, my shins sorry. already feel sore at the thought. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we could do this all nice. Anywho. So, uh, other than that, ladies and gentlemen, I have been your host, Stuart Sutherland, and joining me, Phil G from Eastern Film Fans. Thanking you uh, again for having me on the show. Loved it, loved it, loved it. And um, yeah, uh, go out there, Project A, punt it down, watch it. Come back and tell us what you think. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, fuck off and tune in next week. <laughs>